This audio sermon is brought to you by the House of Intercessory Prayer Ministries. For more information, please visit www.hipm.org. So as we continue our series on Everyday Miracle, today we are going to see yet another miracle performed by our Lord Jesus Christ when he was on the face of this earth. The miracles that Jesus Christ performed tell us today that he has ultimate authority over everything. Everything that we go through on this earth, everything that we see around us, our Lord Jesus Christ has an ultimate authority. Authority over nature. Authority over sicknesses. Authority over death. Authority over demons. Now, if you look into each of these miracles that Jesus performed, you can very well fit those miracles into any of these categories. Authority over nature, death, demons, and sicknesses. Jesus has an ultimate authority over everything that we go through on this earth. So as we started this series, we were trying to answer a question saying that if Jesus Christ was the same and is the same and will be the same in the future too, why we don't see such supernatural miracles in the church today? You know, it's a very tough question to ask and it's a very tough question to, to, to answer. Why we don't see the supernatural miracles today in our churches? So in order to answer the questions, we took a different approach. We said that we are going to study the miracles that Jesus performed in its context. So probably it may help us to know what really led Jesus Christ to perform those miracles. And if we can do that today, it will result in miracles. So last week we talked about Jesus healing a leper. And today we are going to read another miracle from Matthew chapter 8. Matthew chapter 8 verses 23 to 27. Let's turn our Bibles to, to Matthew chapter 8. Verses 23 to 27. Now when he got into a boat, his disciples followed him. And suddenly a great tempest arose in the sea, so that the boat was covered with the waves. But he was asleep. Then his disciples came to him and awoke him saying, Lord, save us. We are perishing. But he said to them, why are you fearful, O you of little faith? Then he arose and rebuked the winds and the sea. And there was a great calm. Verse 27 says, so the men marveled saying, who can this be? that even the winds and the sea obey him. Here we read a miracle, a supernatural miracle that was performed by our Lord Jesus Christ. And as we closely look into these miracles, there are a couple of things happened there before that supernatural miracle that took place there on that day. Let's read verse 23 again. Now when he got into a boat, his disciples followed him. You know, in the beginning of this chapter, chapter 8, Jesus just concluded with the longest sermon that he ever he preached, the Sermon on the Mount, and he stepped out of the mountain and he, he came down to, from the mountain. 
And a huge crowd started following our Lord Jesus Christ. And scripture says, as soon as he came down, he healed a leper. Then he healed the centurion's servant. And then as Jesus was moving from that place, he came to know that Peter's mother-in-law was sick with heavy high fever. And Jesus went to Peter's house to heal his mother-in-law. And scripture says he also cast out many demons. He healed or delivered those who persist with evil, the demons. And finally, at the, almost at the end of the day, Jesus was telling them in verse 18, And when Jesus saw great multitudes about him, he gave a command to depart to the other side of the sea. So he gave a command to the disciples to go. Come on, let's go to the other end of the sea. And I'm sure at the end of the day, all the disciples must, be, disciples must have been very tired. But scripture says, the moment Jesus said, moment Jesus, he didn't even say much about it in verse 23. When he got into the boat, scripture says, his disciples followed him. His disciples followed him. So we are talking about the steps that led Jesus Christ to perform that miracle. The number one step, there was a willingness to go with Jesus. There was a willingness to go with Jesus. The disciples, scripture says, they just followed him. Jesus stepped onto the boat and the disciples followed him. They did not think about that. They were so tired because of the ministry during the long day. But when Jesus said something, they were just available there to do that. Disciples, they do not know exactly where they are going. They do not know, in fact, what exactly Jesus is going to do. All that scripture says is he got on the boat and the disciples immediately followed him. They took an instantaneous decision on that day to follow our Lord Jesus Christ. You know, probably I was just trying to put myself there. If I am there, probably I would have said, Lord Jesus, Lord, I am very tired because you took me all around these places. In fact, you also took me to Peter's house today and I am really tired. I don't think I'll be able to come with you today. Probably you can go and I will join you tomorrow. That's what probably I would have told. I would have told Jesus. Or I would have told probably Jesus, why you want to take the boat at this moment, at this point of time? Come on, let's go somewhere else. You know, that's how we do, right? So when Jesus is asking us to do something, we will give different ideas to Jesus. Come on, Jesus, probably this is not good. We can do something else about it. Come on, let's do this. Let's do that. I would have done that. But look at the disciples. Scripture says they just followed Lord Jesus Christ. You know, I believe the miracle there took place because the disciples decided to follow Lord Jesus Christ. You know, children of Israel, as they were wandering in the wilderness, Moses was willing to go at the end of it. Moses was willing to go. And we see there's great miracles taking place in Egypt as the Lord was bringing children of Israel out of Egypt. Let's read Hebrews 11.8. Hebrews 11.8. Scripture says in Hebrews 11.8, By faith, Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to the place which he would receive as an inheritance. And he went out not knowing where he was going. All that he heard from the Lord is, come on, get out of your place and go to the land that I will show you. 
And scripture says Abraham was willing to follow God wherever God wanted him to go. Think about Elijah, the prophet Elijah. He left his own business. He left plowing in the field and he decided to follow the man of God. The moment the call of God came upon Elijah. What about Peter and Andrew? Scripture says in Matthew 4, chapter 4, verse 20. Matthew chapter 4, verse 20. Scripture says, the moment the Lord Jesus Christ saw Peter and Andrew as they were casting their net into the sea, Jesus said, follow me. Scripture says, Matthew 4.20, they immediately left their nets and followed Lord Jesus Christ. You know, miracle takes place whenever there is a heart that is willing to follow Lord Jesus Christ. You know, God is asking us to follow him closely. Doesn't he? God is asking some of us to follow him very closely. There are times that God spoke to us. There are times that God pointed out very clearly that it is time that you need to follow God. It is time that you stop hearing the voices of this world and start listening to me. There were times that God wanted, God instructed us to follow. Are we following Lord Jesus Christ today? Or we think that it is yet another year. I lived in a particular way in the last year. Probably this is another year. This is not just another year. In this year, God wants us to follow him very closely. His call is very specific. He is asking us to follow. Are we willing to follow Lord Jesus Christ? Are we say, are we willing to say, Lord God, no matter what it takes, I will follow. Wherever you ask me to go, Lord, I will go. Whatever you ask me to do, Lord, I will do. You know, most of the time we look at our comfort. We look at people around us. And we can look at our worldly responsibilities. And we will say, we say to God, Lord, probably this is not the time to follow you. Because I have so many things which need to be accomplished. I have so many responsibilities even in my household and even in my church, in my workplace. Lord, this is not the time for to follow you. When we say following, it's not, we are not talking about leaving everything and following Lord Jesus Christ. Giving our mind, giving our heart and giving time to God and give, taking time to talk to him and to listen to him. Are we willing to follow Lord Jesus Christ? It's not easy to follow Lord Jesus Christ. How many, think, how many of you think that it is easy for, to follow Jesus Christ? Is it easy to follow Lord Jesus Christ? No. It's tough, right? No? Some of you thinking. Is it easy or tough? How many of you say it's easy to follow Lord Jesus Christ? How many of you? Nobody? How many of you say it's tough to follow Lord Jesus Christ? Some people don't say anything. What does it mean? <laughs> So it's, it's not easy to follow Lord Jesus Christ. Probably if we are angels, probably we would have just gone wherever Jesus is going, right? So we are human living on this earth. It's not that easy. You know, when a scribe came to Lord Jesus Christ, we read that in the same chapter, I guess. Yeah, in verse 19. When a scribe, Matthew chapter 8, verse 19, came to Lord Jesus Christ. Let's read that. Then a, then a certain scribe came and said to him, Teacher, I will follow you wherever you go. And you know what Jesus said in verse 20? And Jesus said to him, 
foxes have holes and birds of the air have nests. But the son of man has nowhere to lay his head. Son of man has nowhere to lay his head. He tells us that. If probably the scribe wanted to follow Lord Jesus Christ, he may not be living, he may not be staying, he may not be sleeping in a house. He has to sleep wherever Jesus was. It was not easy to follow Lord Jesus Christ. You know, many times we too feel that in our lives. Many times even we remember that scripture, Matthew 16, 24. Scripture says, he said to his disciples in Matthew 16, 24, If anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. There may be different interpretations to the scripture, but one interpretation certainly as the, as the scripture goes, we need to take up the cross. We need to carry the burden that we are supposed to carry on this earth and follow him. Maybe the burdens may not be of this world, but you still carry a burden. You still share the burden that Jesus is carrying along with you as we walk on this earth. You know, some of us are burdened with so many of these worldly things. And God certainly wants us to come out of those things. Some of us are heavily burdened with the things of God. God wants us to continue carrying the burden, sharing the burden along with our Lord Jesus Christ. You know, because scripture says we are all partakers of his sufferings. Either way, you carry a burden. One belongs to this world. The other burden belongs to heaven. And God wants us to carry the cross and follow him. Following Jesus is not at all easy. Today, some of us say we follow Jesus Christ. We may have questions. Lord, if I follow you, why such things are happening in my life? Or why such things are not happening in my life? We may have doubt. Is Lord God still with me? Do I have his presence with me? If I die today, do I go to heaven? Don't you have these doubts? We are not super angels. We are human. We have doubt, these doubts. At times we think that if I am following God, why am I waiting, waiting, waiting in my life? For such a long time I have been waiting, Lord. Things are not happening. Following Lord Jesus Christ becomes difficult. But you know what? The moment we take the decision to follow, we see there was a great miracle. All that the disciples took, uh, they took an instant decision to follow Lord Jesus Christ. He jumped on the boat and all the 12 disciples jumped on the boat quickly. And we see there, so there was a great miracle. Number two, the second step that led to a great miracle, I read that in Matthew chapter 8 verses 24 and 25. And suddenly a great tempest arose on the sea, so that the boat was covered with the waves. But he, Jesus, was asleep. Then his disciples came to him and awoke him, saying, Lord, save us. We are perishing. I strongly believe, good, that the disciples woke him up. And I was thinking for a moment, if the disciples probably, if they did not wake him up, what would have happened? Any idea what would have happened? If Jesus continued his sleep, hope we are not, right? If Jesus continued his sleep, what would have happened? Any idea? They would have perished. Good answer. 
I mean, that's what exactly the disciples are saying. We are about to perish, Lord. Don't you care about it? You are still sleeping. You know, they were afraid because they were thinking that they may drown in the sea. Naturally. If I'm there, that's what I would have thought. I may drown in the sea. But you know, you also see later Jesus is telling them, where was your faith? Where was your faith? You know, God certainly wants us to hold on, hold our faith on Lord Jesus Christ. Our faith is the ingredient for the miracle that Jesus is about to perform in our lives. God wants us to hold on. It is very tough to hold on faith. God is asking us to hold our faith. But as human, we fail. We look at the situation. We look at the bank balance and we fail. We struggle. We find it very difficult. Lord, how is it possible? How can it be, Lord? Remember, they were just fishermen. They were fishermen. They would have seen many such storms in their lives. In the sea. I mean, after all, they were in the Sea of Galilee. It, 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 is, it is a very peaceful sea. Nothing much can happen there. But fishermen, as a fisherman, they go to the deep sea. And they would have seen many storms in our lives. But they did not jump out of the boat. But instead, they went to Jesus and they woke him up. That's what scripture says. You know, in some of our lives, I believe Jesus is sleeping. In some of our lives... Jesus is sleeping. Why he is sleeping? Because we don't wake him up. We don't wake him up. You know, what is a good way of waking Jesus up? Any idea? We can wake him up with our knees. Do you know that? Jesus is sleeping in some of our lives. We can wake him up with our knees. By bending our knees. By praying. That's what exactly the disciples were doing. They just ran to Jesus and woke him up. Do we pray? Do we pray? Do we do anything to wake Jesus up in our lives? Or we say we don't have time? Do we pray for the situation that we are in with today? Dealing with? Or we ask somebody else to pray? Or we write the prayer request to send somebody else? And we keep quiet. Disciples were there to wake Jesus up. And God is asking us to pray about what we are going through. You know, if we don't pray, the miracle is not going to happen. It is time that we start praying. If we don't pray, our children are not going to come to Lord Jesus Christ just like that. The world is so powerful today. The world can drag anyone towards it. It is so powerful. The things what we see around is so powerful. It can easily drag you and me if we are not very careful. And where do our children stand? It is time that we need to pray. If we don't pray, our future is in a big question. If we don't pray, our health is in jeopardy. If we don't pray, our family is slowly losing the protection. God wants you to pray for your family. Just let's stop praying for others. Let's start praying for our own family. My own life is perishing. I don't have control over my emotions. I don't have control over my thinking. Then why do I need to pray for others? It is time that God is asking us to pray for ourselves. Here we see the disciples were just going and waking up Jesus. 
so that there can be a miracle that can be performed by Jesus. Not only the church prayer, not only the family prayer, what about our personal prayer? How many minutes in a day we personally spend with the Lord Jesus Christ? God wants us to give account of the time that we spend today. Let's not allow this situation to continue. Let's not allow Jesus to sleep in our lives. Let us wake him up by our knees, by praying at the feet of God. Miracles happen when we pray. When we pray. We see here, the disciples, they went and they woke him up. Finally, number three. Being fearful or not having faith in Lord Jesus Christ can stop your miracle. Being afraid or fearful and not having faith in Lord Jesus Christ can easily stop our miracle. Some of our miracles have not happened. Miracles are not happening when we pray, maybe because we are afraid or we don't have faith. Let's read that scripture again, Matthew chapter 8, verse 26. We are just going to read that from all the three Gospels. Matthew 8.26, Mark 4.40, Luke 8.25. You can look at the screen probably. Matthew 8.26. But he said to them, Why are you fearful, O you of little faith? Then he arose and rebuked the winds and the sea, and there was a great calm. Why are you fearful, O you of little faith? Mark 4.40. And Luke 8.25, Mark 4.40 says, Why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? And Luke 8.25, Scripture says, Where is your faith? Where is your faith? Being fearful or not having faith can stop the miracle. Fear and faith... They cannot exist together. Think about fear and faith. They cannot exist. They cannot coexist. They cannot exist together. You know, the life situations would cause us to fear at moment. But God wants us to develop faith in him to conquer that fear. You know how fear is conquered? When we put our faith in God. By developing faith in our lives. We can conquer the fear. If faith is a gift, fear, I would say, is a curse. If faith is a gift that God has given you, fear is a curse. That fear can nullify all that the faith can bring in your life. Fear keeps people from getting saved. Fear keeps people from getting healed. Fear gets people, fear stops people receiving the anointing of the Holy Spirit because today people are afraid to receive the anointing of the Holy Spirit, thinking that something else may enter into their life. Nothing else will enter. If you pray for the Holy Spirit, God will give only the Holy Spirit. Fear doesn't allow us to grow spiritually. God cannot use someone who is fearful. You know, God doesn't want those who are afraid. Of doing anything for God. God can use only those who are bold enough to do things for God. Fear is an enemy of miracles. Fear is an enemy of miracles. That's why Jesus said, why are you so fearful? 
You know, the moment we stop trusting God and start trusting ourselves, fear grips our hearts. Once fear grips our hearts, we start doubting the ability of God to perform miracles. And we lose the ability to trust him anymore because fear is dominating our lives. And since we are not able to trust God anymore, miracles are not going to happen. Our faith is so low, hardly any miracle could happen at that moment. Jesus looked at the disciples and said, why are you fearful? Where is your faith? We need to increase our faith in order to cast out the fear that is dominating in our lives. How do you increase our faith? Romans 10, 17. Scripture says, what can we do about it? How can we increase our faith? Scripture says, faith comes by hearing the word of God. Faith comes by hearing the word of God. You know, only one thing that can bring faith in our lives is the word of God. As we read the scripture, as we meditate the scripture, or as we listen to the word of God, we see that encouragement coming in our lives. It's not motivational, it's not really just an encouragement, but it brings God within us, it brings faith within us. It helps us to trust not on ourselves, it helps us to trust in God. A motivational speaking uh, speech or a, an encouraging speech will help us to trust in our ability. But when we listen to the word of God, it motivates us, it encourages us, but not to trust in our, in our abilities, but it helps us to trust in God. It puts us, puts the faith in God. Some of the scriptures that we need to listen, we need to read. For example, if someone is broken in his finances, Philippians 4.19. I just give you examples. Philippians 4.19, scripture says, And my God shall supply all my needs according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. The more you read that scripture, the more you meditate the word of God, faith comes in our lives. And that faith is more than enough to get us, to take us out of the poverty that we are living in. Are we facing opposition? Romans 8.31 scripture says, Romans 8.31. What then shall we say? To these things. If God is for us, who can be against us? If God is for us, who can be against us? You know, this is a scripture that gives us strength today. It, the scripture that gives us, you know, strength to move further. Are we facing opposition? Maybe in the workplaces, maybe from people whom we know, maybe from the relatives, from the family, or maybe someone else, maybe from the enemy. As we don't have any other enemy other than the devil. All human are our friends. Only the devil is our enemy. Are we facing the opposition through, the, through someone, maybe by the enemy? Are we afraid of death today? Psalm 23 verse 4 says, Psalm 23 4. Hey, though I walk through, I, shall, I will walk through the valley of shadow of death. I will fear no evil for you are with me, you are and your staff comfort me. We may go through the situation that is so threatening, maybe so riskful, but God is telling us, don't get afraid. Don't be of fear because I have overcome. I am with you. So we talked about three things this morning. For any miracle to take place, number one, 
we should be willing to follow Lord Jesus Christ. The moment we take a step, and that's where we see the miracle of God. Number two, hold on faith. Number three, and number two, we need to wake him up. Who? Jesus, who is sleeping in our lives. We need to wake him up with our knees. And number three, we need to hold our faith on God. And we see miracles happening. The fear will go away from our lives as we put more and more trust in our Lord God. Let's close our eyes. This morning, just through this simple illustration or miracle, we learn a couple of things. They are applicable to our day-to-day -day life. Every day, we encounter situations. They are so fearful. We tend to lose our faith at moments. But this morning God is telling you, my son, my daughter, I want you to follow me. My son, my daughter, I want you to pray. It's time that you start praying for your family, for your own life. We, you don't know when your life is going to come to an end. Once you close your eyes on this earth, do you have the confidence that you will open your eyes to see Jesus? Or you will open your eyes in a terrible place where we see, where you see dark everywhere and you hear screaming. Why do you stand today? My friends, those who are listening to me, God wants you to trust in Him. God wants you to follow him. It is enough that we said many excuses in our lives. But it is time that you start following Lord Jesus Christ. We are just going to pray in a moment. I just want you to respond to the word of God. God has spoken to you. Just speak to him. Hope you are blessed by this teaching. Please write to Pastor Balan Swami Nathan at balan at hipm.org. God bless you.